Hello there. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And I am Dave Sellers. Yes, yes. And Jen is on vacation tonight, so she will be joining us in just, uh, I guess, in two weeks we will get her on again. So it was great to have Jen on last episode, wasn't it, guys? Yes. I enjoyed enjoyed having Chrissy on. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Chrissy and Jen, they're the same people, just so you know. That's a uh, thanks to my son who can't tell two of my friends apart. So, um, so yeah, so uh, tonight, uh, what's on our menu here, uh, Miles? So, we will talk about what's going on in our sci fi world. Uh, we will give our review of the last uh, two episodes of Picard Season 3. We will also give our, our review of the last two episodes of Mandalorian if we have time. We will uh, share our interview with Carlos and Riley uh, Al's Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds like it's going to be a good evening, that's for sure. Yep. Um, so, yeah, very cool. So, let's, uh, why don't we leap into this? Let's talk about sci fi world. We have, I mean, I think there's going to be tons to talk about with Picard, especially. And my guess is with Mandalorian as well. Um, and so, we'll have to see whether that Carlos and, uh, and Riley, actually, uh, we ha- were able to share that interview, which, by the way, is going to be an awesome interview. We will get that shared with you. We just tend to get long-winded about some of our favorite fan passions here, so <laughs> we may not get there. Just warning you up front, Sci-Fi Diner listeners. So, yeah, there's that. So, um, Miles, why don't we start with you tonight? What is going on in that world of science fiction of yours? So... I decided to uh, check out the in, in, in non-sci-fi shows um, the both of you are enjoying the rabbit hole. I thought I'd give this a try, and uh, I, I'm liking it. I'm three episodes in. Um, I also like the fact that um, the actor who was um, who played uh, Tyrion's father, um, Charles Dance, is uh, playing uh, Kiefer Sutherland's dad, and uh, that's enjoyable. So I'm enjoying that show. Uh, of course. Star Trek Picard on Paramount, plus um, Superman Lois on the CW, uh, Mandalorian on, on uh, Disney Plus. Um, I there was one more episode of the Ark, and that is its uh, season finale. I'm hoping that it'll, it'll come back. Uh, it's a good ep- it's a good series exploring Earth colonizing other planets, and and it kind of you know yes, it's sci-fi, but it tries to be realistic in its portrayal. I mean, it is sometime in the future, but it's plausible what they're suggesting in this show. Good, um, good. Yeah. And I finished reading Time Travel for Love and Profit um, by Simon Archer. Um, I, I started reading uh, another book. It's not Time Travel, but uh, as Aliens and Teleportation. Um, it's called Teleport by uh, Joshua uh, Calvert. All right. Sounds like there's some good science fiction in your world. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Dave, how about you? What's going on in your science fiction world? It's really about the same as last time. Um, loving Picard, Mandalorian, playing World of Warcraft. I actually started rewatching back through Deep Space Nine while I'm playing Warcraft. So, did you cool. um, did you hook up with? Uh, it's gonna sound bad. Did you hook up with Chrissy? Meaning, like, <laughs> did you connect? Did you guys connect in game? Yeah, you know, we we uh, we shared gamer tags and stuff like that. But she she hasn't been on since she's went on vacation shortly after we talked last. So once she gets back, I think we'll uh, we'll connect there and and uh, see how that goes. So, I'm not very good at playing with people. 
I never have been. Okay, you kind of just do your own independent thing. I usually do my own thing, but we'll see. If it's people I know, I'm more than willing to give it a run. Right, right, right. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good stuff, good time. Yep. So yeah, in my sci-fi world, do you have anything else? I'm sorry, I didn't mean no, to. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm two episodes behind on Rabbit Hole now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you reading anything? No. Yeah. No, my uh, reading time is nil. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you mentioned Rabbit Hole. I am caught up in Rabbit Hole as of this week. And I think the thing, Dave, I know that you and I have talked about this show. It's not particularly science fiction. Um, but I do like the at the end of every episode – there is a twist that I just do not see coming. And it's like, it like almost like every episode, they're kind of changing the game a little bit. And, and you're like, Oh, that was part of the plan. Oh, that was, Oh, that wasn't part of the plan. And you know, there's just, and there's, so I feel like there's reveals that are kind of dropped that kind of change the game plan and trying to figure out how the, all this unravels is kind of interesting. Again, we mentioned this before. It's very 24-esque. But, but the character is, I mean, Keith for Sutherland, he's not a like a spy for the government or whatever. You know, he's an independent. Um, I mean, he's an investigator, but he uses it to, to make a profit. And, right. but he, you know, he, Different, different kind of, you know, spy. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean. Well, we don't know. He could be a spy for the government. Okay. We don't know. I'm not calling. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. This isn't going to be a big spoiler, but how cool was it to see Ed Harrison on it? Did you catch? Are you, are, you, are you current with that one? Uh, three episodes. I'm at three episodes in, so no, I didn't see Ed, Ed Harris is in it. That, that I, cool. I, th- I think, I think it's the same. I think so. I could be wrong. It looks like Ed Harris. Okay. Huh. Like he he's he, he's he's quite I mean Ed Harris, you saw him in Maverick, right? He looks much older, right? Um but he's not the the he's not as young as he was in the Truman show. But neither are we. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I wasn't as young as I was in the Truman show either. Um <laughs> So, uh, other sci-fi that I'm watching, obviously, Mando and Picard. Um, I love Picard. I can't wait to talk about it. I am watching a lot of League of Legends. I've done done that. Um, and I am – I just finished Day of Fallen Night. It was a fantastic finale to the uh, Prior of the Orange, Orange Tree series. And I'm currently reading through a, a – um, a novel called Artifact, and it is by Von Hepner and Logan White, and it's a so it's a two of them, and it's kind of like there's a conspiracy of people that are controlling things going on in the world, but it's definitely science fiction. So. I don't know if I would recommend it. It's good. I'm enjoying it. It's certainly not as good as the book I came out of. But are you consuming it uh, on audio, or are you reading? It? Yeah, this is this is all audible. I it kind of like I kind of do the audible thing. Um, by the way, what did you? Um, so I know this isn't on our list to talk about. Um, but we did get a, I guess our next Star Trek is going to be Strange New Worlds, is I'm right? Yes. And that is set to come out. When did they announce that that's coming out? Middle of June. I think June 14th. Oh, we don't have that 14th. long to wait. No, no about, a month, about a month and a half. Yeah. Yep. And then we have Ahsoka coming out in August, right? Hmm. Yep. So those are some good things. Good things coming out. Very good things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else going on in my side. Well, well, Dave, you and I had game night the other night. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, we played yes, uh, what we was did. Betrayal on Haunted Hill. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Betrayal of the House on Haunted Hill or something like that. 
at the, at the betrayal at House on the Hill. Maybe that's what it is. I don't even know. All I know is that we played this game. We did two rounds of this game, and both times Dave ended up the villain. Yeah, yeah, it's funny how that worked out. Yeah. Now it's it's helpful to, for you to know, Miles, that I kind of made Dave the villain. So, <laughs> twice. Yeah. So maybe that says something deep secretly that I feel about Dave. But <laughs> that's all right. I don't ever mind being the bad guy. Yeah. Well, you, you do have your robot army, so. That's correct. Although, I will tell you, your, your robot army has been, like, getting stuck. Just saying. I know. I know. They're, I didn't say they were that intelligent. They are, uh, <laughs> uh, you keep turning the same way and getting stuck at the exact same place every I know. Day. I, 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 walk, I walked by twice this week, and they're, like, it's stuck there staring at the. You know what? It's staring longingly at our eSports lab. Just it wants to assimilate it. Just wants to welcome it into its brood. That's it. Maybe it's just playing dumb and just <laughs> waiting for the right time to strike. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is possible. As long as it runs me over and I can get a workman's comp claim out of it, I'm fine. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good. <laughs> ah, then you have plenty of time for Warcraft at home. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, why don't we leap into talking a little bit? And since it's on the docket together, let's talk Picard first. We have two episodes, the episode of Vox and the episode called um, whatever uh, Vox and what was Last the Generation. The, oh, The Last Generation. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah. Oh, there. There. I got it. The last. Thanks for typing that in, Miles. The Last uh, Generation. Um <laughs> So let's, I guess let's start with Vox and begin. So this is the setup to the finale. Um, by this episode, we, of course, know that the baddie is quasi gone. Plumber is gone. And uh, we're set up with... Ethan Solids. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we got to that part, and now we're here with the crew is back together. I love that. I, I thought this was funny. Troy is, is, you know, she's she's being good counselor to Jack. She said, you know, he says, I don't want to go through that door. And she said, look, don't worry. I'm with you. You're not alone in this. I will we'll walk in there together. As soon as he opens the door, she gets the hell out of that room. That and like, runs to, she's and runs like, back to, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You are alone in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought that was funny. It was just, uh, you know, just total juxtaposition of, you know, you're not alone in this, and that's just like I'm getting the hell out of here. Just, you know, I'm not, you know, I, you know, uh, I don't, I don't get paid enough for this. So, yeah, um, yeah it was, so we, we, you know, we, we find out it's the Borg, um, but it's I always, mean, the, it's always the Borg, and I think. I think uh, you know talking about that, uh, Dave. You, you mentioned that this is uh, this bothers you a little bit. It does. It, it 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 it's not surprising, but it does. Like you had the Borg in season two. We had the Borg all through Voyager. They stopped sometime during Voyager's run. They stopped being menacing. They stopped being the the, the terror that we were introduced into Next Gen when we first met the Borg, which is fine. I mean, whatever. It's what it is. I understand it's such a huge part of Picard's past, but. I would have wrote this entire story a little differently, you know. You, you said, especially when you only have ten episodes. Uh, it, it we can talk more about that when we start talking about the the, the final episode. But yeah, I, I I saw okay, it's a board cube, and then I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Still excited, still love seeing everybody together and find out how they're going to do this, but. Once they brought those them in, I'm like, ah, uh, the stakes aren't exactly as high as what I would have kind of hoped for the final season of this crew. 
Yeah. That's just my opinion. Miles, what are your thoughts on this? So I I didn't want to be the Borg originally, but as we'll talk but at least the Borg storyline is closed after um the end of Picard. Uh, we find out what happens. It's not though. Because we have Girardi out there. But it's a it's not the same kind of Borg. It's a it's like, you know, it's it's the libertarian form of the Borg. If you want to join us, you're welcome to. If you don't want to, eh, that's fine. You know, have a nice day. Um it's, a, know, her, Borg, her, her, it's, a, it's a Borg without teeth. I got it. Which is not you know, which Girardi, is not Borg at all. You know, Girardi's Borg is, you know, pretty harmless for the most part. They're not, you know, they don't they they only assimilate volunteers. They don't assimilate they don't uh force people into assimilation, at least as of now. Um but I mean we find out more in the second in, in in the last episode um what happened to the Borg. So at least I mean what what Dave, what you said was right. The only reason why I, I'm giving them a pass and kind of going along with it is because they kind of wrap up the Borg storyline and they make use of what happened in Voyager with the Borg. Um, so uh, so I'm, I'm okay with it because they wrap it up. And, and on, you know, I know we we're skipping to, to, to the last episode, but we, we got to see some fancy flying, um, for, for, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, um, my, my takeaway with, with, with Vox was, is Shaw dead? I mean, it appears he's dead. I'm, I, 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 I liked Shaw even when you know he was, you know, he, you know, he really was an a hole the first couple episodes, um, and, and he kind of always was. But you know, he just had there, there revealed a decent human being in there. I thought he was the most interesting character, the new character we've got, and I thought, okay, they can still do a lot with him in future series if they choose to. I did not want to see him die. I hope maybe he's still alive. Um, maybe they got him to sick bay, and maybe he maybe he decided to take a leave of absence, or, or you know his wounds were so you know he, you know he had to take a medical leave or whatever. I, I hope we see him again if it's possible. Uh, it's kind of you know I think I'm, I think I speak for, for for lots of fans that like Shaw and want to see him back. You know, and, Come back again for um, more Star Trek. It was I'm a, with you on that. It was a gut punch to see him die. I mean, yeah. Um, and it was so it's so funny. You know, you started the series absolutely hating this guy and hating everything that he was. And as the series went on, you realized that oh, this guy is, um. This, there, there's more to this guy than you might think. And he develops into someone that, while he's a by-the-book Star Trek guy, he's also willing to get the job done and at all costs, especially at for the crew. And I know we'll talk about it in the last episode. He dies in episode nine, but he does make an appearance in episode 10. And, and it speaks testament to the man he is. And yeah, he's complicated. Yeah, he is. And um I ended up really really like I you know, I was when that happened, I was a little bit teary-eyed and not afraid to man up about that because I I uh, I did not expect to root for him as much as I did at the beginning. So if you just said episode 1, Herzog you're going to be rooting for this guy. I would have said, like hell, I will. There's just, there's just no way. And now, episode nine, I'm like, like hell, I won't. You know, it's just one of it's just a reversal, right? Yeah. Again, just such a great testament to the writing mm-hmm. that this show has had. Yeah. That it, it it's it's been beyond comparison with any real new trek that's out there yeah. i mean you, you wrote this up and took a while but you, you fall in love with this character yeah it, it's it's tremendous yeah he he for for me and, and I, I like so like the new characters right jack crusher um 
I like Jack Crusher, but I, I, I Shaw definitely was a more interesting character above Jack. And I mean, Jack, you know, trying to figure out what was making him tick and what was motivating him. Yeah, that was interesting. It's certainly a plot device. But as far as the characters that you saw grow in an incredible way, not that Jack didn't, but certainly um, you saw probably the most through Shaw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dave, I got to agree with you. The, the, the writing for this season has just been uh, incredible. It's a whole new level. Um, and I mean, I, Terry Metalis, hallowed be his name. I hold him in the same regard <laughs> as Filoni and uh, Favreau. Um, I, I, I think they got to give this guy more Star Trek to to write and produce. Um, I think he he he, lo- he loves Star Trek and he gets Star Trek. He knows what the fans want to see because he's a fan himself. And so, yeah, um, he, he he you know. And, and he Metallus used um, Todd Stashwick, the guy who plays Shaw, in, in, in this other show called uh, Twelve Monkeys. Um, it was on the Sci Fi Channel a few years ago. I was enjoying that, and he had an interesting role in that too. Um, right. So uh, Metallus used other people that, from that show uh, on Picard, but um, yeah. So in Vox, I was just like, oh crap, they killed Shaw. I was just like. Damn, I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of him, and you know, um, I, I, I I thought the storytelling opportunities with Shaw were endless. I thought, you know, if if they did a Titan series with with Shaw and Seven, I thought the dynamic between them two could have been interesting. I thought that I could have seen a series with the two of them, help both of them helping each other each other out, um, and uh, you know. Healing where there needs to be healing, teaching where there needs to be teaching. I I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm a part of the Captain Shaw fan club. I can't I can't deny it. Yeah. So I'm hope, okay. hoping we'll see him again. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We will yeah. see. Yeah. But uh, the big reveal um, at the end of Vox, they go back to um, uh, the Starfleet uh, Starship Museum. Oh, they do. How'd you, guys, how'd you guys feel about that? Oh, my gosh. Enterprise D, baby. Mm-hmm. It was, the original carpet and everything. Yeah. It, 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 you know, <laughs> the original look. You know, someone said uh, the Picard season three was the Picard everyone wanted it to be. Because yep. it was... Um, it was definitely fan service. You were definitely trying to give the fans what they wanted to see. And it would have been remiss, although totally not totally unexpected, if they would not have brought the Enterprise D in. But seeing the Enterprise D not only in, but then an integral part of the action in Episode 10 is pretty fantastic. And seeing them take their original stations, you know, there was was just so much about that reveal that was pretty fantastic. I don't know. That was the last part of the band getting back together was uh, the Enterprise D. And, yeah. and you know, Metallus got it. I mean, the, the ships in Starfleet are characters also. So right. um, if, if they're written well, and yeah. uh, the Enterprise D, was, you know, set, you know, seven seasons on, on TV, had, had one movie. So, you know, Star Trek fans have a, you know, close relationship with the Enterprise D and, you know, to see it restored like that, uh, I love what Jordy said. He said we we need a, we need another ship, but we need something more analog and uh, um, yeah, you know, something something that can't get uh, um, new is not always better, yeah. right? There was a when he said something more analog. There was the part of me that was hoping they were going back to that fleet museum. And picking up the Enterprise A, <laughs> that was there. I'm like, if I see them on the bridge of that ship, I'm gonna lose my mind in happiness. This would be so great. But no, to my surprise, they open the open the hangar doors, and you, as soon as you saw that the dark silhouette, I'm like, 
Oh, here we go. Yeah, the, the pan up over the top to see the numbering and lettering is just fantastic. And I still want to know, and maybe we could do this in a Wharf spinoff. I don't know. What happened to the E? <laughs> that was not Worf's fault. They, they tease that. So I that. think in Prodigy, they answer that. There's a surprise that a bunch of, you know, Star- Starfleet ships get um, packed and um, a lot of them get damaged beyond repair. I think that's what happened to the E, but I don't, was, don't quote me. Was the E in Prodigy? I believe it was. Uh, that The E was, the Defiant was. Um, really? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but a bunch of a, a, a bunch a small fleet of Starfleet ships get hacked and um, just start destroying, <laughs> beating the crap out of each other. Um, so huh. that, that that so yes, that means you have to go back and watch Prodigy. I can watch Prodigy now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but uh, okay, yeah. I, I think that with the way the, the way they uh, them going back to the D was just uh, beautiful and. The last member of the band getting back together for their one last mission to save the world. Yeah. There you go. Which then brings us to the finale. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just. Um, <sighs> so. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Maybe one of you guys can answer this for me. I have this episode playing here in the background on my second screen. I'm kind of glancing at it here and there. So that's a board cube mm-hmm. stuck in the eye of Jupiter. Apparently an old board cube because when they beam over the drones are rotting corpses in their alcoves. We run into the Borg Queen that we knew from First Contact. Correct. How did this thing get there? So they said something about a trans... They were able to open a transwarp conduit right. in Jupiter. Jupiter's a gas giant, so they could have hit one in there. Um, I think when Jack... When, when Jack became activated, I, I mean, he met the Borg ship wherever it was, and then it, I don't. I don't think he went to Jupiter. I think he. I think he. he you know, uh, that, that's a good question. If he went to Jupiter, or if he went to um, wherever the Borg ship was, but uh, that. But they did say that in in the episode that they took a. They took a. There was a transwarp conduit involved, and also what we find out was Janeway's. Future Janeway's um, and and the crew of Voyagers attack on the Borg was successful because there's dialogue from the Borg Queen saying, you know, we couldn't assimilate anymore. We couldn't conquer anymore. We were, you know, slowly dying. And then somehow Jack got activated and then, uh, you know, they were able, you know, okay. but, 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 but they, but they still had this, they went, when Picard was assimilated originally, you know, the Eremotic syndrome wasn't really this disease. It was, they, they said that uh, the Borg did this biological thing to his brain, and then he passed that on to uh, Jack, and that 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 activated in Jack, and um, when Picard was being, I mean, this was crazy. I mean, uh, there's a funny meme from uh, I'll, I'll mention later, but um, Picard being tra- t- transported all that time. His, you know, that Borg DNA, altered DNA became part of the transporter code. And then anybody like 25 and younger were, were, were primed for this, this uh, biological assimilation. Right, right, right. But, um, but they made, you know, they made good use of what, what, what happened before. Just, we, you know, there's a line in one of the, in, in Best of Both Worlds where, where, Crusher says, you know, about Picard, your DNA, his DNA is being altered. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They tie a lot. They do a really good job of tying a lot of that together. Right. Yes. In there. Yes. Yeah. And they uh, made really good use of the source material. Yeah. And, and there was a video I watched before, it was before episode nine came out. Or no, 
Yeah, yeah, because not when we found out it was the Borg. Where there were, it was one of those speculation videos of, you know, who who's the big enemy in this thing. And somebody went through all of Next Gen, through Picard, this season of Picard and everything, and tied all of these these little clips and lines together that really gave it away and set it up. I wish I could find that. I'd put it in the chat again. But I watched that and I'm like, okay, yeah, there, it, it's it's got to be, there's nothing else it could be. But it, it was it was really interesting. But how about seeing Jack as he's what on the board cube assimilated, but he looks has has the same costume and 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 apparatus that Lacutus had. Yeah, I mean that that was pretty cool. I think that is yeah. It was good, and and <laughs> again. What great lines between Worf and Riker? Oh, let's oh. make it a threesome. You know, just, <laughs> you know, just just uh, funny stuff that is so Worf. And then, like, even when they're on the ship, and like Picard and Riker and Worf are separated, and Worf is Riker, and you always carry a phaser in this thing. You know, just just there's some great lines. Great lines. He can't, he can't lift this. Lift Worf's sword. <laughs> This is so heavy. <laughs> yeah. Swords You're are fun. it the whole time? <laughs> a sword is more fun. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it was, it was uh, truly, truly fantastic. Truly uh, was. And yeah. And what a Go great, you, you saw, I know that there are some problems maybe with Data's growth here, but you know, it was great to see data now be put in a place where Jordy had to say, you know what? I'm going to trust that you know how to handle this. Yeah. yeah. That, that harkened back to me Bach from uh, The Voyage Home where you know he's, he's figuring out how to get them back from the 20th century yes. back to the 23rd century and he says, too many things have changed. Um, you know, we have the, the whales, the water, you know, uh, we're carrying extra weight. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to make some guesses here, and and you know, Kirk's like, "Hey, that's extraordinary," and 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 Spock's like, "I don't think you understand." And McCoy's like, "He understands. He trusts your guesses more than some people's facts." Yeah, I was. Yeah. I don't know why I was reminded of that, but I, but then I saw it. It's like this is data. I mean, um, you know, remember all all the cool stuff he did in TNG. Um, you know, if he says he could fly the ship, you know, yeah, I, I, I would be willing to trust him that to, to do that. And, and and you see Data say, look, just trust me. And he has, you know, I, the acting from all everybody on this show, you know, our heroes, I thought some of the best acting they have ever done. Um, and, and some of and Brent Spiner's uh, best work playing, you know, playing Data here is just like, you know, I, you know. Yes, it's a gut, but I can do this. And he says, and they're like, they're like doubting him. It's just like, just please, just trust me. And um, and and, and uh, Lavar Burton, I think, you know, he has the most expressive eyes on anybody. And it's funny for seven <laughs> seasons they covered them up, but right. you know, he does some great acting with just his eyes. And right. it's like, okay, I, I you know, just uh, I'll, I trust you, you know, and. And then data goes, here goes nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was fantastic. I think what's interesting are the three seasons of Picard. We saw data die. We saw data come back as Dr. Soon, not data again, but the act, the, the actor getting that. And then in this, he comes back as data, but it's a different data. It's like, he's played three different roles in the course of three seasons. And it's been neat to kind of, I bet that had to be for Brett Spiner a a made made that role interesting for him again, because I would think that playing Data the way he had to play Data for seven seasons straight, even though there was growth over seven seven seasons, that was a very gradual thing, and that this seeing this ability to play different versions of the same character, the character that's modeled off of, 
I think that made it, it that had to make it interesting for him. I, I, maybe it's just me, but he looked like he was having fun, absolutely playing this, playing Data again, but as a human. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, had some he, great dialogue. He, I mean, throughout. Oh, the, yeah. When, yeah, absolutely. And there, there's been some funny, uh, some some very talented people have taken that bit of Data flying the Enterprise inside the Borg ship. Uh, I I've, need I've a seen, hero. Bonnie Tyler's "I Need a Hero." Um, right. A magic carpet ride by Steppenwolf. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I think I think sabotage might be on there too. I'll have to oh go. God, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. So that should be it, pretty cool. <laughs> that's just a fun scene. Well, I mean, them, you know, charging in is the cavalry. Uh, Crusher is, um, you know, she's at tactical, and they're like, they're, then it's like, you know. Uh, LaForge said, look, you're going to have to fire manually. I haven't had time to, you know, she's like, okay. And she's, you know, kicking ass and taking names. Fantastic, (laughs) fantastic scene. Everyone's like staring at her afterwards. It's just like, well, what do you think I've been doing for 20 years? Like, it's just, (laughs) it's just, again, you start the, you start the season with a clear, she is not the crusher we've known. And you end the season with in a sense, this is not the crusher we've known. And and it's both – and in between, we see the crusher we've known because we see her doing medical stuff. But we are reminded again that the characters that we loved over the years, that this is not the crusher. You know, that, there, that there's been growth in them. Uh, even – and then what is it? Um, when they refuse to leave Riker die, right? You know, they – and she comes and, – and Riker's wife comes – Flying in, right? It's uh, it's just great. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the so, so, like I said, the the writing they did, the dialogue they gave these actors, the acting the act, these actors were able to perform. It just it's it's been on another level. I thought that this whole season, um, yeah. and this honestly, as far as as far as this being a send off, if this if this is the last time we see these people together. I'm okay with that. I am. I am very satisfied with with this. I think um, they redeemed what happened with Nemesis um, and and told this incredible story about about these remarkable people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and maybe hopefully set it up for some new Star Trek uh, down the road. Yeah. Well, and what an appropriate way to them playing cards, right? How many yeah. how many episodes did you see that sort of thing happen? Right. It's been. Uh... And so it was neat to see that and see them playing and the credits roll up and then to, but you know, um, I wanted to mention right prior to that scene, we got, we got the scene where we saw, uh, um, Jerry Ryan get promoted to captain. <laughs> and that was beautiful. And, and the, and the line right after that, that, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Jack and, and seven of nine and it's, um, uh, why, why I meant blanking on her name, but they're all Rafi. Like, what was that? Rafi, yeah, Rafi, and it's like uh, we have a thief and a da 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 da, and as and, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, what can go wrong? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how you guys feel. So I love the first fifty minutes. Um, the, some of the wrap up stuff, I'm a little like, eh. Um, I was not. You know, I understand why they did it, and, I, and there was precedent for it, but I didn't like that they rechristened the Titan, the Enterprise G. Here, um, here. Yeah. I, I think t- Titan has its has more than shown. It has its own legacy, its own reputation. Um, it, it was out there trying, you know, stop the the Borg um, uh, assimilated Starfleet ships from destroying Earth. Um, and I, I mean, I understand why they did it. I mean, they, they're honoring, you know, Picard and crew for for saving the world again with with the Enterprise. But I was thinking, you know, the Titan, you know, the ship Titan is a good name for that ship. It deserves to, you know, for that continue to grow. I didn't mind um, Seven being promoted captain. I thought that was inevitable. Um, Rafi being her first officer, I'm like, that just seems a little weird. I mean, 
they've had this on again, off again, romantic relationship, and it just seems like conflict, conflict of interest. I mean, I, I think it was supposed to be a feel good moment for the fans, but in the military, that wouldn't have uh, that, that would have flown. And, and Jack Crusher, special counselor to the captain, what the hell is that? Well, so to be fair, we don't really know how much time has passed between the two events. You know, well, it's been a year. They said a year later. It's a year later. So, yeah, I don't know. My, my, my biggest problem with the ending, and I'll probably get some hate for this, but I don't really don't care. You brought the Borg back. Up, up until the end of this thing, you felt a lot of heightened danger, a lot of suspense, a lot of climactic time, especially when they're trying to fly out of the Death Star, I mean, the board ship, and uh, they're all still stuck on there, trying to get them back as the thing's blowing up. I, I would have been much more content if Picard held back the Borg, had some reason to have to stay behind and go down with the Borg ship to save his son and his crew. If you really wanted to bring a finality to Picard's saga, you spent the whole last season of him learning how to forgive himself and to move on from his with his life from Q. He finds out he has a son and laying down his life for his kid at the end I think would have made a much more interesting beginning to an Ensign Jack Crusher who would take his father's name out of respect and and admiration from him in the next series that he's going to be in. Personally. It could have ended that where he's now fulfilled, he's ready to go. And that's it. There was one, you know, there was a moment there when, when Picard plugs himself into the Borg and he's trying to reason with Jack and he says, okay, I will, I will stay, I'll stay with you till the end. And, uh, I think that's what helps wake Jack up. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that that would that could have been you know, if, if Picard would have sacrificed himself to save Jack and his crew, that would have been another way to possibly and, end things. And it would have brought the, all of that cli- that climax to to its maximum point because you, you're, you're, the entire fleet's been assimilated. Every young Starfleet officer, everybody who's going through a transport has now been assimilated. The entire planet is being assimilated. There has to be a cost. To defeat that, mm-hmm. it, it was it was one of my same problems with, with Avengers and all that. You you erased the cost at the end, except for Tony Stark, and that's what made it so good was seeing that full transformation. This there's there's nothing lost to gain the victory you have, and I know that's that's. A big part of Trek, where our heroes come back safe and alive, doesn't always happen. But you know that, that's been a it's been a trend. But I, I think in, in this instance, with, with the way they've written this show to this point, that that would have been an appropriate ending. But I don't get paid to write for for Trek, unfortunately. But. Either way, but right here, I like the scene that's coming down now. They just get back on. Worf flops down in the chair and falls asleep. Who can't relate to that? <laughs> that was great. You know, well, you just see, just see the, the three of them sitting together, just like Yes. That. Yes. <laughs> Worf's just snoring away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joey's looking at David and they just laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Morph is not as young as he used to be. So let's talk about the fact that they have set up potentially two different series at, by by the finale of this, right? 
We have, right. of course, a Jerry Ryan in that in that in that potential series that we have as a part of it. Um, that's also in there, and then we, of course, well, along with that, the potential Jack Crusher series. It's also maybe a possibility because we now have another game at stake here. Yes, and yes, it was a fantastic tease that we're like. Fans are wanting this. Well, and honestly, you, you don't do that if you don't have a plan going forward. Right. Like, we knew when Anson Mount and Ethan Peck came to shore leave, however many years ago, we knew there was more with them coming. Right. And sure enough... That's what we got. You don't bring Q back. You don't set up Jack Crusher like that for for no for no payoff down the line. So that that is really exciting. That is really exciting. And hopefully, it's the same writers and showrunners that, that Picard has had. So there's been. A, I saw there was a huge uh, fan poll for this thing called Star Trek Legacy. Yes, and. Um, and they and uh, they've acknowledged this, and they said, "We hear you guys, and we're working towards something." And that's about all yeah. that we're getting from them, right? Yes. As a part yes. of it, and, so. and and that's fine. Right now, that's fine because that's all they're gonna. That's all they can t- say. That's all they're gonna say. But yeah, if anything, it validates what they've done and what they've set up. Saying, "Yep, we're good to go here." Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the one big unanswered question out of this this season. They stop the Borg. They save Earth again. Picard is with Beverly. Last you see Picard there with Beverly and Jack and all this. What happened to Laris in number one? I was, I'm glad. Everybody's brought, asking that too. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, would, I, would brought, I would brought that up because I think that I think that they didn't establish necessarily a reconnection of no. of Picard and Crusher um, in in a romantic way, at least they haven't. Like they're no. connected as like you know mother and father of Jack, but they aren't connected in the way that they are in a relationship. That means that Laris is still out there, and in theory, the best. <laughs> granted, bringing Laris into a next gen reunion at you know, 10 forward, uh, it would have felt a bit awkward to throw her into that mix. Right. But, but you, she was there at the beginning of the series of, of this season. You know, you would think that there would be, now I guess in theory, she's on, where was it? Romulus? Where, where no, was she? She was headed to some other planet. Yeah. And so in theory, that's where yeah. she's at. But, well, it's been a year since the events. Oh, of, that's true. Like, where is she at now? They, they met up a year later at, at Ten Forward, uh, so they they never they haven't mentioned what happened since then. So, um, it would have been nice to have had some mention either Picard. I don't think Picard would have ended up with Crusher. I just didn't see that happening. But you know, I could see. I mean, Picard going back to uh, Laris, but been nice if they would have like said something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This poor dog, number one, has got to be missing him. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Yeah, but all in all, absolutely amazing season. It was It was great. It was great. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose we should take at least 10, 15 minutes to talk about <laughs> the uh, Mandalorian finale, being that we've talked about 45, 50 minutes of... Uh, Picard here, Miles. I don't think we're going to be sharing those interviews again tonight, but that's all right. Um, Yeah, we had a uh, certainly a fantastic time talking about Picard and really dissecting what we liked and what appealed to us. Let's jump into Mando and talk about the the final two episodes. Um, They guess the the second to last episode where we actually get our first blatant conversation about. Thrawn and Thrawn being around and somehow pulling the strings of everything. Dave, I, can you can you begin to break down the uh, second to last episode for us a little bit? Okay. 
So correct me if just make sure I don't get these two jumbled together here. They uh, Din and the rest of them go back to reclaim Mandalore. Right. And in the process, you see, we we get brought into the. Uh, what they call, I guess, the Shadow Council, with right. Moff Gideon, Captain Pelion, who you'd recognize that name if you remember the uh, Heir to the Empire trilogy. He was Thrawn's right hand there. Great little callback to that. And a right. bunch of other former Imperial officers and Moffs and whatever they are. One other one that was in, in, in a introduced in this was a uh, man by the name of Hux. Yes. Now the last time, the only other time we were ever introduced to this character is in the the novels that took place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Right. I remember He that. was yeah, they were part of, of an Imperial remnant that fled out into the unknown regions to essentially rebuild. Right. So you're, you're starting to get, get wind here of, of, the, of their hands manipulating things inside the New Republic, try to wreak some chaos and, and to strategically strategically maneuver around for what would we would assume would be the Empire's return. None of this went, these last two episodes went the way I really predicted with it. Um, I know. The Mandalor- yeah, the Mandalorians find an Imperial base hidden beneath Mandalore. It turns out to be Gideon's hideout, his base of operations there. And they were talking about the cloning equipment the Doctor stole and all, all kinds of other things. And there seems to be a bit of infighting between them. And as our... Mandalorian heroes find themselves in dire straits walking into a trap. We find Gideon has been using a lot of this to create the the uh, his, his dark troopers and his next generation dark troopers as far as the, the, the armor and all that stuff goes. So they get caught up and Din gets captured as the rest of them are trying to escape, survive, and figure out how to get out of this predicament. Right. I think I pretty much yeah, you did covered a, the basis of that yeah, episode. Yeah, did. So, I mean... Glad I kept it straight. Yeah, so, I mean, some big things here getting, you know, didn't carry, getting, you know, carried. We have, of course, we have uh, Grogu still walking around IG-11. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of, that's always bit, that's always fantastic. Um, and our heroes in peril, right? With them trying to, to, to set up and, you know, Gideon has clearly established a base long before, uh, Mandalorians were aware the, that base was not put there overnight, right? There was obviously some time developing and creating the, uh, the, the Mandalore. So it actually makes that reference of Beskar used to rescue, Gideon from the uh, new New Republic ship make a little bit more sense because you know it's it was a hint that his base is on Mandalore. Yep. So yeah. So I think that that's important. I you know this was a good episode but um we had predicted, I think, prior to this ep- after this episode aired, that we were going to see maybe Thrawn or a real good setup into Thrawn, and we didn't get that. That was not delivered at all. No, and really, no link to the Ahsoka series that we can see. In fact, for all intents and purposes, by the time we hit the last episode, <laughs> Gideon seems to be wiped off the picture again. Mm-hmm. Um, Gideon looked like he got blown up. Yeah, but remember, is this the only cloning facility? You know, this is what this is the thing you have to you know ask yourself, right? Yeah, it. it, it, it I, I ha- 
had my theories going into this. And I've been talking to you, Scott. I, I laid this out pretty, pretty heavy. But yeah, it, it, was this his only place? Was he keeping this kind of as his own little personal project, tight to the vest? Because you know he he intimated in that conversation that uh, you know we're still waiting for this Thrawn guy. Maybe it's taken, he's getting impatient. It's taken too long. Maybe we need some new leadership. And look like he was going to be making a play to really kind of take over as, right. as leading this, this Imperial Remnant. And now he, that, that doesn't seem to be the case now. He, uh, it's hard to know, right? You got a light cruiser jammed down his throat. It, uh, <laughs> Which, by the that way, that was cool. By the way, that, that, that was really awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. So I, I was telling Dave. I said when that, when that, when he's crashing that cruiser into Mandalore, I'm flashing back to Revenge of the Sith when Anakin's piloting that star cruiser back onto Coruscant, crash landing it. You know, <laughs> there's that guy piloting it. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah. But yeah, we've we've merged into the final episode there. Yeah, with that. You but um, you did, yeah, I mean, you did predict one thing that came true in that episode, and that was the destruction of the dark saber. Yes, yes, which 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 needed to happen. Um, you you had to you had to do something to to kind of break that. I almost say archaic symbolism that the Mandalorians held on to, to where now the, the whoever they're going to follow, they're going to follow because they're worthy of following. Right. They're worthy to lead and not because they hold some sacred trinket. Right. But it was interesting. Yeah, it, 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 it was, it was good to see that, that happen. Right. Especially if you were a fan of Clone Wars and all that, and you followed kind of the tale beyond, you know, behind that the dark saber and and everything else leading up to it, it 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 was it was a good good closure, right? Yeah. So how, yeah. so how how did Miles? How did you feel about the final episode? Um, I mean, it was definitely action packed. Um, I think this is probably last we'll see of um, of uh, Moff Gideon. I, I think this is probably like the end of his story. I I, I, mean, I, I can't prove it, but I think the focus will, will then eventually be on Thrawn. Um, this was uh, this was um, Gideon's last stand uh, to try to you know take over the Empire, and I think uh, I think I, I think he's done. Um, that's just that's just my suspicion. Um, be interesting to see what the Mandalorians do now. It looks like uh, uh, Din Djarin wants to get back to uh, work as a, a back to bounty hunting again, and um, that was kind of interesting at the end. That uh, you know he want to get back into that. I, I so um, yeah, especially since they work so hard to reclaim Mandalore. I would have thought he would have been wanted to to stay with his people. It is interesting. Yeah, I know. There is, you know, I did think about, I heard rumors that Pedro Pascal's not returning for a season four. And so I'm wondering if they're going to be, so here he has his little, you know, house on the, on the, on the, on the, in the prairie, right? By himself, kicking up, his feet, and we had, you know, Baby Yoda kind of throwing frogs around. Um, I thought that zeroing in was kind of a weird way to end The Mandalorian, but Dave and I talked. He didn't think it was necessary. It was more of a shot. It wasn't someone spying on him, but I did think it'd be interesting if maybe that was someone spying. But Yeah. The more I think about it, and I'm, I'm probably, I mean, I've been wrong 
I was wrong with Picard's bad guy theory. I was wrong with the way this season was going to end of Mandalorian. I'm probably wrong about this, too. But either way, if Pedro Pascal is not returning as Din Djarin, this this would have been a good way to close out Din and Grogu. Yeah. And then we know there's another season of Mandalorian coming. Maybe the question maybe, then would maybe be: Maybe it's focused on Katie Sackhoff's character. It it very well might. It very well it very well might, and it it may the season four might spin out of the Ahsoka season the the you know Ahsoka show coming up. Right. I I, I was hoping for more of a tie-in because it's coming out in August that there would have been a, a bigger tie-in between Mandalorian and Ahsoka, seeing as how they're kind of fighting the same enemy in a sense. But nevertheless. Right. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I do think that the you know one of the things when so we, we've talked about Picard a lot. We talked about Mandalorian. I think one of the things about when you go from a show like Picard into Mandalorian Mandalorian, you're dealing with the culmination of really, I don't know, 10 seasons of seeing Picard on screen. Whereas Mandalorian, you just don't have, while there is certainly the Star Wars world that we're playing in, this is really just a unique, different story, a different take on it. Um, right. The writing's good. Um, the the storylines are good. The people, the characters we see in it are good. Um but it's hard to go from one finale to the other and say all oh, they're apples to apples because they're not. And not at all. And um, you know, one is a series end and one is a season finale, and they're two different things. And there's a different set of fans. There's a different connection to these familiar characters. We don't get that same thing. It's hard to call Juan Carlos Esposito's character a familiar character that we've grown to love. You know. The Mandalorian, certainly. Grogu, absolutely. Seeing Grogu in IG-88 this season was fantastic. <laughs> you know, one of the best parts about the last couple episodes was seeing him walk around in the droid body. But, um, but it is, it is, it is, uh, it's not apples to apples, so. No, not at all. Not at all. And, and good. Right. I, I wouldn't want it to be that similar, you know, you know, I expect more, expect different from right Picard than I would from anything coming out of Star Wars. I mean, it's, they are essentially two very different things. And the reality is I'm excited to watch Mandalorian to see where it goes for a very different reason. Absolutely. Um, and the same way I watched Andor for a very different reason. And I know I've had conversations with, our principal, who's an avid Star Wars fan, says, I'm not watching it. There's no Jedi running around in it. Well, there's not, but it's Good. like watching it's like watching Lord Dex and saying there's no captain running around it. I mean there is, but you know, you're the focus is on a different aspect, a different part of this world, and I don't know. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, Miles, do you have anything else to say about uh, Mandalorian before we wrap up this episode tonight? No, no, I'm good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if uh, Pedro Pascal is done with uh, playing Din Djarin or not. Uh, this I, the thought, last I've seen I thought I heard Google. some rumors about it, but I didn't really follow the stories too much. So. Oh. Be, sad to, be sad to see Grogu. This is this, the this, be sad to see that this was the last time we saw Grogu, but uh, you know, I don't know that we would be the last time we would see Grogu. It might be the last time we just see Mandalorian. Maybe Grogu gets attached to Kitty Sackoff or something, you know? But, yeah, mm-hmm. but, right. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, um, I think that's about does it. Unless you guys have anything else to say, Mandalorian. If not, I'm ready to. We can wrap this up, and we would love to hear listeners. We'd love to hear your thoughts on certainly Picard and Mandalorian. What did you think of these season finale and series finale in the one case? And we would love to hear you uh, 
share your thoughts. And Miles, I think that's about it. Why don't you take us out of the show? All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. And go boldly. Right. To Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>